Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey everyone, this is just Alicia. I just wanted to jump in at the beginning and give you a bit of a heads up, a few trigger warnings for this episode. Uh, in this story, there are a few loud, sudden noises, uh, as well as some violent imagery. So if that's not up your alley, I would skip along to section two. The timestamp for that should be down in the description. But thank you very much, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks. Bye. for Phoebe. Uh, nowhere. Oh, come on. The window was unlocked. They practically invited me. <laughs> Not if you don't tell them. Just say I'm studying with Marcy. Uh, yeah, you are. Unless you want me to accidentally let your trip with Tom slip. I won't be more than an hour. Harlan's passing through tomorrow and there's no chance in hell I'll let him take my high school. Really? He's a snobby twat. What kind of asshole tours the state just to topple high scores? Yeah, well, I think he's a little bitch. But my record makes him cry. Whoa. No, I, I thought I heard something. Ah, uh, damn it! Nice job, Kate. Now I have to start again. Yeah, fine. See you in a bit. <sighs> The dead are rising. Can you help me take him down? Come on, Oh, fuck. This asshole not pays bills. Crap. Shit. What? Do you sleep here? Creep.
break room? Yeah, I, I, I know, I just... I'm on my way home, I... The owner was there. N no, no, I, I, I don't think so, I, I got out. There's like this maintenance shed. But it's glowing. Looks like a new model of Zombie Droid High. It... it was just so bright, Kate. I won't be long, I promise. I just want to see what's on. God. Oh, God!
Wonderful! Here we go! Okay, so we're going to be doing a directed episode this time as Mungo. Yay! Uh, I've been excited for you both for so long. Well, thank you. Mm -hmm. This is um, an idea I've uh, had bouncing around in my brain box for a while. Uh, So, it kind of coalesced when we were speaking about junker stuff Mm. a couple of episodes ago. Mm Mm-hmm. Because of time? Yeah. <laughs> it's recording a podcast that is like, w- that we record out of order and then sort of piece it's, together in the presentation order is so weird. It's so weird because... a couple of episodes was five minutes ago for us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. God, it's Very weird. strange. Yeah. Um, I want to make a world for a video game. Oh, yes. Yes. I want it to be an arcade game. Uh-huh. I know the main... Well, I know the villain. Ooh. And the kind of style. <laughs> but other oh. than that... Where All right, then my, that. my first question is, tell me about this villain. Wonderful. Uh, I love those, like, object head characters. Oh, yes. So this one is, of course, you know, one of those old uh, TV heads. Mm. Um, very long uh, suit and mm-hmm. everything like that with yeah. a cane and stuff and kind of glitchy, yeah. you know. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Very... Uh, very kind of proper yeah but um is this what's very lawful evil right oh Mm. cool is this character a meta villain or a villain in the game uh what do you mean meta villain like is this the game itself embodied or something or is it in so this is like so the confines is is saying let's make a world for a game, mm. and this is the villain for the game. Yes. Uh, cool. What sort of is it like? Uh, 80s beat 'em up game, or like? Uh, do you know the um? Uh, no, what's it called? Uh, dragon uh, sword, sword sword. Okay, so it's an mm-hmm. arcade game. Right. I mentioned that, didn't yep. I? Yeah. Okay, it is like a side scrollers kind of style game, kind of 80s, but a kind of like blue purple kind yep. of mm-hmm. uh, color scheme. Now, I think it's important to note. Mm-hmm. I know the world outside of this game. There is lots of stuff going on outside of it, but for now I just want to focus on this awesome. game. Very cool. I'm building a world inside an already existing world. That's very fun. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Um, so that's kind of all I know about it. Side-scroller is good. If we've got like an 80s style is good. Mm-hmm. Um, what about the protagonists of the game? Is it like is it like a fantasy sort of... I guess it's not fantasy because you've got like a television head. Yes. Do they... Almost like a cyberpunk kind of thing, but not fun. not all the way. So almost mm. like a cyberpunk meets like 50s kind of? Retro, retrofuturism stuff? Yeah. Yeah, retrofuturism. Like, I, I mean, like, yeah, like mm. kind of the color scheme of cyberpunk, but like with those, uh, those pretty flared dresses yeah. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Cool. Bow okay. and... Bow ties and canes and yeah. stuff. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, what about these? Uh, is this character a robot? Is are, like robots a feature in this world? Yeah, I think they're mm. kind of like part person, part machine. Cyborg but they sort of like, yeah. Some yeah, cyborgs. Yeah, but cool. they kind of just look like a guy with a TV for a head. But there's probably more going on underneath the suit. Almost certainly. Yes. Cool. Okay. Well, I would. Are they the main antagonist of the entire world, or just of the game? It, like the the characters in the game you play as like maverick chase and whatever like these <laughs> these goofy kids if it's 80s they've got to be names like that right? no maverick chase is perfect okay awesome um and Jake cool ice yeah yeah and um like 
uh, Lucy Letterman or oh, something. Oh, yes. Yeah. Very nice. Those I like Lucy Letterman. Lucy Letterman, I think, is mm. the the initial yes. hero select character. You, so you start... Can it be multiplayer or something? Oh, like yeah. You can have, like, two friends playing on two different sticks. Yeah, yeah. Um, or the cool kids would try and play both sticks. Oh, um, yeah, definitely. And, and play both characters at the same time. You know it, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's just got, like, a up-down... Well, I guess there's a jump There's a jump button. There's a joystick. The, yeah, left, right. Or maybe and... that up is the jump then. And then you've got a shoot button mm-hmm. or something. A punch button. A punch button. And, this, and Lucy Letterman's got a baseball bat. Amazing, yes. Um, she's a jock. Yes. Very cool. Uh, she's on all the large boxes, um, mm-hmm. and uh, Maverick Chase has a little switchblade. Yes. <laughs> he, he, oh, it's one of those switchblade combs. Mm. Do you know the ones? Yeah. And it's like so he like he swings in the animation. He swings and then he combs. Yes. He's like. Um, yes. It's just this this fun little animation. Okay. Um, I imagine. Are they fighting cyborgs? That could be cool. That could be cool. Like they go through like you're in like a high school to start off, mm. and they're like fighting cyborgs that are jumping. Kind of like. Doubt the cyborgs? Oh yeah, cool cyborgs. Cool cyborgs. Like I don't want it to be like super sci-fi. Yeah. It's just like a hint of it for flavor. Yeah. A hint of it for flavor. Okay, cool. Um. Mm. Yeah. Where did these cyborgs come from? Is a good question. <laughs> they were always there. They were there all along. That's cool. They were dormant in the core of the earth, mm-hmm. and they they crawled out of the ground. So they like cyborg zombies. <laughs> They're like, oh, they're like Cybermen in that they're like immortal kind yeah. of. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're kind of like, what's, you know how in, again, Doctor Who, um, the Slitheen, no, not the Slitheen, the, um, uh, the lizard people. Who, Silurians. The Silurians, thank you. Um, are like aliens, but they're not in that, we're the aliens. Terraptilia. Yeah, exactly. Homo reptilia, sorry. Yeah, so it's like that idea of like, they were here first. They're more human than us. Yeah, exactly. This yeah. is their planet, and we're just here. And they're trying to take it back. And now it's up to two, maybe three teens. It's like you go on a holiday and come back, and there's a baby here that insists yep. it's its house. This is my house now. Yeah, exactly. When you adopt a cat accidentally. Just, what is this baby doing here? Yeah. There's just a baby in the middle of the floor. I just remembered I had a dream last night that I was in my hometown and I saw a box with three frogs in it and I was like, those three frogs are my cat that's been transformed into three frogs. And then in the dream I had to carry these frogs home. But it was too <laughs> hot and they kept freaking out. And then they jumped oh. in the river and I got panicked and only two of them came back. Oh no. It was a stressful dream. Hot. Frogs. And then eventually I decided that they weren't my cat because that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Okay. So we've got, um, how does this, hmm. and it's fun to focus on like how the game works and then how that implies how the larger world works and vice versa. Mm. Um, so there are these cyborgs that have come up and they're like, haha, you will never stop us. We will take over the earth again. We mm-hmm. will take it back from the apes. Mm-hmm. Um, they probably call us apes. Of course. Yeah. Uh, and then it's the only... Hmm. Can they like catch people and turn them into cyborgs? Hmm. That is very Cyberman. It is very Cyberman. Um. It could but be. May- maybe. Yeah. It, it could. You could definitely have a moment in the game where like the two main characters are running along, and then one of them like shoots them in the back, and they turn around, and they've yeah. got like the thing on the that back of their the head. That would be the craziest twist in an arcade game, arcade yeah. game ever. Or, yeah. The craziest twist for an arcade game to have a twist. To have a twist. That's yeah. fun. And definitely it would. Yeah. Um, I like that. Maybe instead of them being cyborgs, what if it's like they're like a mechanical life form, mm. which is something I always come back to. Yeah. That um, like because they're like they 
catch onto uh, organic material. I guess it's kind of like Cyber Cybermen again. Yeah. And then they form this like TV head. Maybe they could be more than just a TV head and they could be like a toaster head. Yes. Just like any, they, they grab an electrical appliance and they grab a, a, a an organic thing and then they mash them together. Mm. Um, and TV head person is the leader. Yes. Um, of this uh, race of like cyber zombies. Um, nice. But then, they... or like maybe these zombies crawled out of the ground and needed something to sustain themselves, yeah. so they harness technology somehow. Yeah, that's cool. Necrotic energy infused with technology. Oh, now it's now it's like the Necrons from Warhammer Forty K. Oh, is kind that of like what the... they're about? I, I, My I... brother explained them to me recently when mm-hmm. I was back home. Um, he, I was because he has this huge. My brother's way into Warhammer. Mm-hmm. Is this huge um, Necron thingy? I don't know what it was. And there was a dude sat in the middle, and I was like, Angus, this guy's like eight times bigger than the regular human man. And he was like, Oh yeah, that's like a sun god thing, a star, oh. living star. And I was like, What is the deal with Necrons? What? This is so complex. And he explained that they're like, that they were really diseased because of like I can't remember now. Yeah. Oh okay. no. Yeah, they're really complex, but they're kind of like that. They okay. need machines to just sustain themselves. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and now that they've got the machine, they're mm-hmm. more machines, so they're trying. I'm sorry. Bad podcast etiquette. Throw that phone. And I did. Um, <laughs> the audio medium. Um, <laughs> the uh, sound of a phone being thrown. Yeah. Um. <laughs> now that they have the machines, they're more oh, machine. Oh yes, they're more machines. So now they need to find new flesh. Mm, yes. Cool. And, and then once they get the new flesh, they're gonna need new machines when that flesh dies, and just a cycle of. Okay, so I think that the first like level of the video game is you're in high school. Mm. You play as um, Lucy Letterman mm-hmm. or Maverick Chase. Yep. Um, or Chase Maverick, which works better? Maverick Chase. I think Maverick Chase. Maverick Chase. Um, those are the two characters. Mm-hmm. Or you can play as both um, mm-hmm. uh, if you have someone else. Yeah. Uh, maybe there are... Oh, and then, so you go through the level, right? Yeah. And you're trying to free your friends yes. who have been captured and they're mm-hmm. like in the gym or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you free your friends and that's new unlockable characters. Yes. Um, and for your next playthrough, um, uh, or like in the level after that, you can swap characters on each level. Um, so Very the nice. longer you get in, you get these like other characters. So you get like a big buff dude with a football and he can throw the football. Greg Mickery. Yeah, Greg Mickery. Um, uh, Greg Brick Mickery. Brick's his middle name. Yeah. It's his, his nickname. Um, and he throws a football and it bounces off people's heads and then catches it again. Very nice. Um, and then as you're going through, hmm, maybe you work out a way to like preserve the humanity in like a robot person in like a cyborg. Mm. And then you can get like a cyborg person on your team. That'd be cool. And then yeah. that's like a hopeful end to the game. Or maybe, oh, what, oh, what if at some point like your dog gets infected by it? You get a cyborg but, dog? But, but your dog just likes you so much, so you got a cyborg dog. Amazing. Yeah. Yes, so fun. Because in a video game, the power of love will can, out. Exactly. Can and will out. Exactly. You're so right. Mm-hmm. Um, Usually, I would not be down to that. But in this setting, I think it's fine. I think it works, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, because even even though that you're still gonna have the twist. Yep. Where um, probably of where Chase Maverick, Maverick Chase, Chase has been infected the whole time. Yeah, he stabs mm-hmm. um, Lucy with his switchblade comb mm-hmm. and um, sticks his Xbox on her head. <laughs> his Xbox. <laughs> uh, his uh, Sega. And then she becomes Lucy Letterbox. Oh my god, that's horrible. <laughs> 
Yes! All right. Uh, I mean, what else is there to explore about this world? Like, I want to know more about this TV head guy. All right. Um, What's his deal? He, well, what if he was like the president of these well, people that died? That's cool. Of like, you mean like the... Of the, uh, the before people. The before people. I think we just call them the before people. Yeah, that works. Or the under people. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's that's cool. He's like the leader. Because I imagine that the reason that these teens have to take over, they have to like do it is because like the American government, because you know, it's, it's the 80s. America's the only country that counts. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It was the only country. It was the only country. America hadn't invented the other countries yes. yet. Um, so they took out the American president first. Maybe he, like, absorbed him, and mm. now he's, like, the, the, he? That's the pronouns of the TV head person? He, him, they, them? Um. Um. Uh. Thinking. I'm getting nothing, so let's say non-binary. <laughs> Great. They absorbed the president, mm-hmm. um, and then that's where the president went, and so everything's, like, they took out the, the figurehead, mm-hmm. and then in... Obviously, in, you know, 80s video game world, that means that the whole country falls apart. Oh, of course, yeah. yes. Without a president, um, without a president how would we live? Um, okay, so that happens. So he's... They're the leader of the before people. Mm-hmm. The before people, have they had a society underground this whole time? I thought they were, like... Dead? Dead. How did they come back then? Scientists? Did a mistake? Did scientists do a mistake? They always delve too deep. That's I know. What happens. Do we delve too greedily no. and too deep into the dark and look um, at something in the darkness? Oh. Um. What if? Maybe they sent like a satellite out as their like arc, and now it's come back, and that's one of the levels you have to explore or something. So mm-hmm. what I'm thinking is like, but they were like, hmm, well, there's going to be a cataclysm level event. Yeah. Um, we're going to die. So we're going to send a satellite out with the last, like... Oh, mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, what if we do something like that? Yeah. Um, and the thing is, this satellite was constantly monitoring Earth until it was safe for them all to awaken. Mm, yes. And there's this... In, they, um, or until there was a higher level, level I, of technology, technology that they could utilize. Yeah. And it, like, uh, they, like, injected them all with, like enough of like some kind of enzyme that wakes them up for long enough to find technology and yep. fuse with it yeah like just temporarily zombifies them so maybe, they can get going maybe he's fused with the satellite like yeah. the satellite had he's on the satellite yeah that's cool okay here's my thought all right he was up there observing the world the, there are two boss fights where you fight this guy mm-hmm. the first one he's just like a dude in a suit with a uh, sorry they, they're like a dude in a suit with a tv head mm-hmm. and it's like cool and then you beat them they run away or they beat you it's like you know game whatever um and then when they come back they have the special attack where the suit opens and it's just like a really complex do you know what greeble is i've been seeing this thing so greebling is the act of making a surface look more complex and they do it on like sci-fi things um so he's covered in like greebles with just like little little pipes and tubes and and things Mm -hmm. so he just like they they open up at this big like arm comes out or whatever and it's the satellite so it looks like they're just fused with the tv head but it's actually the whole satellite this is just part of the satellite it's the tv head um and and so they get like real big and scary and then they get small again and they like swing in with their nice Mm. cool i like it yeah um so either they're on the satellite or when the satellite crashed they were the closest of these before people yeah and they went and absorbed the satellite that sounds good i like that one yeah yeah um 
maybe yeah i guess they would have known uh, mm. that this is where it was going to land because they're like half alive underground yeah or, i don't know yeah or maybe it just crashed where they knew that they would be yeah like i'm going to said like go okay we've got to crash into the president so yes. of course he can still be the president exactly <laughs> the president designed the satellite to, to crash, crash wherever it was like uh in the president tomb yeah like the i don't know probably the washington monument or mm -hmm. something yeah um yeah he was buried inside the Washington. No, that wasn't there when he died. Or, or maybe Mount Rushmore. Maybe it could have been Mount Rushmore. But then it's like, I don't know. If we're going for the American thing, it would probably be that. Even yeah. though Mount Rushmore is a, an important uh, yeah. Native American mm -hmm. site. Yes. But uh, yeah. America. It's, I know. Um, okay. So this is so cool. So the, the satellite crashes mm -hmm. on the president, the president, the before people president, the before people president absorbs the satellite, mm -hmm. becomes dapper person um i think that's what what their what their name is in dapper game person, dapper person until you find out that it's the president <laughs> and then it changes to <laughs> the before president yes amazing um <laughs> and you have to defeat them to to free the president although that doesn't make sense can you defeat can you get the person out of the cyborg i i don't think so I don't you think become so. the president afterwards. You become the president. That's how it works. May and you, you get to decide whether you accept the technology or not mm. to help you in your rule. Do you I think you can control it? And that's when the second version of the game comes out. <laughs> that's the sequel. Or there's just like a little animatic at the end that shows you your choices. And it's like, wow, a game with choices, but there's just two choices. It's just two. But, just... but for an arcade game. That's insane. Damn. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. So what was their society like before in the before Ooh, times the before people what were they like is it like weird like did they have technology i guess they did have technology before because they could make this satellite I think eventually i think yeah. they were just people they were just people but they i guess they were more advanced because they yeah, had this probably. this like cyborg maybe. technology i i like the idea that maybe they had lots of prophecy in their world so yeah. they saw this other race coming and they're like well we gotta prepare we was there was there something else that led them to like an apocalypse um probably these feel like very hot rough people yeah if they feel like they need to fight for their world back like some sort of like techno virus or mm. I, I guess they weren't cyborgs before the cyborg no. thing was afterwards so maybe it was just like an asteroid or i like this idea that maybe they planted as as they Okay, I, you're making a face, so go ahead. Were they the dinosaurs? <laughs> They're the dinosaurs! <laughs> I said asteroid, and oh, I was like, were they the dinosaurs? That's amazing. And they just left behind weird skeletons to confuse us about what the dinosaurs were. Exactly. They were the dinosaurs. All of their technology got destroyed by the asteroid, because it was all very... I don't know, flammable. <laughs> the radiation made their bones look weird. Maybe they just looked like that. They were, and we. <laughs> they just look. No, but then there's gonna, but then, but then there's gonna be giant T Rexes with. with well, they don't have to look heads. like that now because they've absorbed the technology. Yeah, but they're still just zombies with technology on them. That's true. I guess they. Okay, then they can't they be the dinosaurs. The, I think they are the dinosaurs. Right, dinosaurs they, are a conspiracy. They just they just planted that conspiracy so they wouldn't think these people were a threat. Genius. Okay, so they're really smart as well. Mm -hmm. They're really stupid, but they're really smart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Um. What else is there to cover? Like the the so yeah the society before was mm -hmm. like our society, but more yeah. advanced. They've gotten. 
into like some satellite technology maybe this was their first satellite and mm. then they predicted like they invented the satellite yeah, that this satellite like predicted um some kind this uh incoming asteroid that would yeah. destroy them and they're like well we need to find a way to be able to come back yeah um, and so they they buried themselves in the ground mm-hmm. um and sent up this satellite to let them know when technology would be good enough that mm-hmm. they can reform their bodies yeah they were um i guess yeah they they like entombed themselves half alive so that their yeah. like cells would be preserved in a way they like mummified themselves mm. but with science that's got to be like i reckon so the way that it works is like level one you're in the high school you're trying to free your friends yeah level two is maybe like going through the city and then level three is in the asteroid like uh, not the asteroid the um uh spaceship the Mm. um satellite crash zone yeah um and you're trying to like figure out what happened and then you find out that they have eaten the president um our president the dinosaur president the dinosaur president and you have to go and um uh try and fight the president and there's probably Mm -hmm. like a couple more levels in there yeah um and by this point you've unlocked like a few different enemies a few different allies that you can use yeah nice Um, and there's got to be some kind of like infinite mode yeah um a special mode you can unlock yeah that try people try and get all the high scores on yeah mm. Mm. cool i like it i think this is good i think this is good nice yeah okay all right um i don't know what this story is gonna look like <laughs> but... i didn't even think about that how do you even tell a story uh hey we'll figure it we'll out figure it out we, we, we can write a story about anything yeah that's okay. true all right see you in a bit see you in a bit Gollum has an unhealthy obsession about some bit of jewelry. Doesn't even know what the precious is. Stupid therapist. Cookie Monster's a bit of a stress eater. Cookie, cookie, cookie! And homicidal robots really just want their best friend back. I know I did and said things that she regrets, but why is that my problem? But what all these monsters really need is therapy. The podcast Therapy for Monsters finally puts monsters in a therapy chair with a real therapist. Me, Tim, your friendly neighborhood therapist. If you'd like to learn a bit and laugh a bit, check out Therapy for Monsters on your favorite podcast app. Uh, that's not kind of productions podcast. Um, hello and welcome to the Sky Machine. Do we we say that here? Um, a collaborative, uh, collective rather world building podcast. <laughs> about dynamic fantastical <laughs> and concise storytelling anyway it, it's we're doing remote recording today so everything's a little wonky um well, i don't know where you're listening to this from but you know covid spikes recently it's probably best it's, just for safety reasons yeah. to not yeah so um it's uh yeah it's it's weird it's like everything was so fine in australia like two weeks ago and then like, oh absolutely some people were idiots you, um should have mm-hmm. foreseen this. Mm-hmm. People love to be doing idiots. Um, this was a really yep. interesting episode. I say that like every episode, but it's pretty much true every episode. They're all interesting, which I, I guess is is a good job on our part. Yeah, um, and this one was especially like unique because I do not know what the story was about. I, I think we should lift the kayfabe and say that you wrote, recorded, and edited this yeah, story. Yeah, that's fair. 
it was mm. incredible. I listened to it last night. Oh, um, thank you. And I was like on the edge of my seat the whole time. I was laying down, but I was on the edge of my seat. It was a really good experience of just like laying down on my you back. You almost fell off the bed. Yeah, um, with my headphones in, getting a full like surround sound experience of this really cool, mm. um, very atmospheric piece. And, you know, usually... I know what the world is, but in this instance, I knew like a sub world, you know, it was the world of the game yeah. um, that the protagonist was playing. Um, and so I had no idea what was going on. Even when I read it before I listened to it, I was like, sweet, what is all of this? Um, yeah, so it, it, it's a tough one to read considering all I could really do was write down the vague prompts of sound cues going on in the world. Yeah. Um, this is a this is a world I've been developing for a while, and I thought, okay, there's uh, this arcade that's very very prominent in the world, mm. and um, a particular game that's very prominent in this arcade. So I want to develop this game. Yeah. Um, and originally I did intend to write a story in that, it like in in the video game, but I as I started to think about it more that world was designed for a video game and i feel like trying to translate it into a story i i felt i was just kind of struggling to capture that so i thought yeah. i'd take it a step back and just do something a bit different yeah that makes a lot of sense mm. Mm. that's really cool did you is there anything about like the greater world that you want to talk about um in regards to like world building and storytelling and how it like how you think the process of us creating this very specific you know, aspect of the world, like, interacted with the way you wrote that story? I think it, it certainly helped me kind of solidify the tone of the world a bit more. Um, because even even though this world that we created is in a game, in this world, mm. it still managed to be quite reflective of the greater world itself. Yeah, it's... So it's, it's like, like a metaphor for it. Well, it's, it's an art piece, um, and all art pieces, you know, reflect yeah. the context yeah. that they're created in. Hmm. 100%. I, I see. I'm I'm hesitant to reveal too much about the greater world because mm -hmm. it's actually a part of a bigger project that I'm working on. Mm -hmm. That um, hopefully not only you will get to experience as probably part of some kind of D and D game or something. Right. But a project I hope to work on over this year that. I can release for other people to experience as Fantastic. well. So I might just need to leave it as a bit of a oh no, yeah, a bit of a sneak peek, a cool little trailer. For now, yes. <laughs> Sorry to withhold information, but yeah, <laughs> it's. I feel like it, if we wanted to it's completely segueing away from this, um, a wonderful writing prompt um, would be to create a world, and I think this is related to a video I talked about a few weeks ago. Um, Maybe I didn't, though. I've been meaning to talk about this video. Um, I'll find out what it is in a second. Um, but to create a world from an art object outwards, which is kind of what we did. Um, we sort of implied yeah. that. Um, yeah, because it was really interesting. Um, the way that, yeah, what we were just saying, um, how an art object can be reflective of a broader world. And there was this video I found about pottery in world building and like how you can use pottery um, to develop worlds. Uh, and it came with, wow. I think I showed you, like it came with, I think I sent the video too, because yeah. it talked yeah. about like a random pottery, a random archeology span generator that this person had made. Uh, and then you mm. randomly generate some archeology span and then develop a world out from the archeology span. 
It's very cool. Yeah, I remember that. It's just such a really, really in, intriguing thing. I, I've seen uh, lots and lots of posts about um, people like uh, discovering uh, fossils and old tools and stuff and archaeologists being completely stumped as to what they are. But when yeah. you show them to an artisan, them being able to recognize it instantly, yeah. this like, idea oh, that yeah. that tools and art objects um, can influence a world so much. Yeah. Ah, so cool. Yeah, so this style style of story is one I don't do it very often, mostly because it takes a lot of work. This this story itself has thirty different tracks in it. Mm, Jesus. Um, but I I really I really find editing this kind of stuff really really fun. I described it uh, to my dad uh, like it's, it feels like you're painting something, like you've got a picture in mind of what it's going to look like, um, and mm. you're just trying to like uncover it. Um, so I love I love doing these really really uh, sound effects oriented stories, but but don't expect them too frequently because yeah. this yeah it takes a while to put together but yeah. it's so much so much fun. Oh dog, hey cool. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to cover? Um, any tips and tricks mm. or uh, prompts? I guess the one prompt that I've already mentioned is uh, people should go and make like an art. Think of like an art object or even like pick something from around your house decide that it's like part of a world and then build outwards from there would be yeah cool. that's beautiful yeah i think i'm good all right that's i've it. started getting into um making terrain pieces oh I, i've been thinking about doing the same thing oh my gosh oh yes please do mm. um i this is something I was, I was planning to talk to you about anyway but i i've started uh a working on a, a new idea of a D&D game which is like a a battle arena yeah um where where every session is just a, a single battle of PCs fighting each other mm. you can bring a different character in every week and it's a different battle every week and or every session yeah but oh, yeah so, so I've cool. been having a go at building terrain pieces to make that a bit interesting yes you've you've got to get some like cool mechanics in with the terrain like uh platforms that like raise and lower and oh yeah like, rushing water absolutely or yeah um it, yeah it's, I, it's not going to be just just fighting people there'll be like battle ob objectives and stuff like cool. that um i i encourage you to mess around with the formats of the games you're playing try something new excellent ah that's so exciting yeah uh, it reminds me of uh, my partner and i have been really into um something that it's the second year it's run. Um, it's a the a dwarf fortress. Um, the video game uh, creator that yes. I follow he makes a lot of dwarf fortress content. Uh, and what he's been doing is an arena fight. Um, so mm. it's called um, Splatterface uh, by uh, the guys called oh Krog Smash. Um, every couple days, um, different fighters in the lineup uh, go up against each other in dwarf fortress, and he does this like really cute little art depicting the battles uh and it's insane um oh wow we've been like addicted to it it's so ridiculous <laughs> um there's a new episode out right now and i'm like oh who's gonna wing win thog slok or toral nil um the mm. the oh amazing yeah the dwarf woman or the um the turtle man um uh but it, yeah it reminds me of that it's got similar vibes uh of just like pure out and out chaos and brutality um 
but yeah, also beautiful. they try to do some like interesting dynamic fights every so often. Um, the last fight was in like this arena that was covered in trees, so there were like no lines of sight. So it was a really slow build, and then it just went insane. Um, oh, awesome! Yeah, it's very good. Uh, I highly recommend That's people cool. check out Krog Smash. He's such a good like. My partner is always like, "Wow, this is really just the Dwarf Fortress equivalent of um, Sims role playing videos." Um, and I <laughs> yeah, was like, "Yeah, okay. it is." pretty much that um where people do like <laughs> oh that's brilliant yeah but it's all in dwarf fortress and he does these like really incredible storylines and stuff all of which he mm. has like original art for and i'm like oh i want to do this this is so cool um yeah oh, check that out awesome. um everyone and you yourself yes. as well mm. yeah absolutely i will speaking of that's a, that's a good idea do you have any uh like media that you've been consuming lately that you'd like to share something something interesting that you've been enjoying um i've been doing a lot of reading actually um which <gasps> is insane for me i finished last year i finished <laughs> two books which is so much for me i have adhd so reading is a struggle and i got most of the way through a third i was hoping to finish it by new year's but that didn't happen um and the book that I've been reading at the moment is um, The Dream Quest of Velvet Bow by Kid Johnson. Um, it's a Lovecraftian fiction um, take on uh, a, a story by Lovecraft himself uh, called The Dream Quest of Unknown Kadath. Um, and it, but it's from like, I don't know the exact plot of Unknown Kadath, but um, in Velvet Bow, it's it's set in the dream realm, oh, wow. um, and it follows a woman who one of her students is stolen by a waking man, um, a man from the waking world, and so she like goes on this mighty quest to save her, uh, to bring her back to the dream realm, uh, and in turn like save her college from the wrath of her father and also the wrath of her grandfather. The Dream Quest of Velvet Bow is what it's called by kids johnson it's really good i recommend everyone awesome. read it that sounds fantastic yeah yeah it's, it's mm. in the discord there's a link to it now brilliant okay awesome i think we've covered everything we need to cover yeah i think so too thank you so much for joining us yes, uh, for, for this listening. episode everyone yes so Wonderful. see you next time bye see you next time goodbye goodbye Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode, and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.